Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm Mark Shaw, and I've got Dr. Bill Hines right here with me as we continue talking about beyond sobriety. The thing that I love about our our addictions biblical counseling approach is that it's not just about being clean and sober. There's a lot of focus and emphasis on that in the world today, you know, and about stay clean and sober and and you got to have, you know, go to 90 meetings in 90 days and you got to be sober and you got to be sober and you know, say no to alcohol, no no no, say no to drugs. It was a big campaign there for a while. But in the biblical approach, we're talking about beyond just staying clean and sober, but what does it mean and what does it look like to be spirit-filled and to be living for Jesus and be, being able to fulfill your purpose. It's really about your knowing your identities in Christ. And, and so Bill's going to help us to think about that. We're going to start in Galatians 5, verse 16, which says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And it talks about then the works of the flesh in the next couple of verses and then the fruit of the Spirit. And then jumping down in verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. That's what 25 says. And then it's interesting, 26, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So we'll we'll talk about this in, in this particular podcast. And, um, and Bill, I've always been encouraged by verse 16, walk by the Spirit. That's given you, okay, I need to walk by the Spirit because then I won't gratify the desires of my flesh. What does it look like in, in just an example of Walking by the Spirit. How, how do I? How do I do that? I know that different denominations have different ideas. Uh, maybe speaking yeah. in tongues, or uh, performing a healing, or mm-hmm. giving a sermon that thousands come forward. Uh, people see it as demonstrative in some way. However, um, walking in the Spirit and not fulfilling the desires of the flesh Mm. can be a very simple transaction, such as I want to do something inside, maybe it's pornography, maybe it's something very private Mm -hmm. to to fulfill these desires in my flesh. Mm. And yet if I'm walking in the spirit, it helps me to combat that, to overcome. And I wonder, and, and this, let me throw this out for thought, which maybe some people wouldn't think would be appropriate for a podcast. <laughs> but We want people to think. <laughs> you know, sometimes people will go into a church service mm-hmm. in order to be filled. Mm. Uh, they sing, they get excited, it, they think of it more like a pep rally yeah, in yeah. high school. That's good. And they want to get they want to get going. What if my desire to be fulfilled to be filled with the Spirit is in itself a wrong desire 
for the purposes that I want it. Mm. That, uh, for instance, I want to show off mm -hmm. my great gifts as a Christian. Well, that's the flesh. Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, I've got I, I've got a desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, battling being filled with the Holy Spirit in that sense. Yeah. And and so, uh, I say that to say that there really needs to be a lot of humility here, mm -hmm. uh, because if the the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, we got to have those things straight, and we've got to mm -hmm. be sure that my desire is out of love for God. You know, mm -hmm. the, the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those things really battle the flesh because uh, the flesh wants what it wants. Mm -hmm. And it's not always easy to love other people. It's not always easy to love God, not because he's not worth it, right? but because... You know, we have these desires that are set in a different direction. Yeah. But again, walking by the Spirit reminds me of something that I was just reading in A.W. Tozer's book on being filled with the Spirit, where he talks about cultivating our relationship with the Spirit. Mm. And uh, in a few minutes, we can I can go through a few steps that, that he talks about. I brought it up. Let me go ahead and say yeah. this. He says that first we present our bodies to him, as Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, say. And he goes on to say that God can't fill what he can't have. Mm. Okay, do I want to give myself to him, whatever that means? Am I really willing mm. to give myself to him in a way that says no to my own personal fleshly desires? And he says the second thing is simply to ask him. You know, ask God to 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 fill me. Um, a third thing he says is that we need to have faith. We receive Him by faith, as we receive the Lord in salvation by faith. Well, we also receive the the Holy Spirit by faith. We trust in who He is and what He can do. Um, and if. As Tozer talks about, and as I'm trying, uh, seeking to say here, is that giving ourselves to him mm. means opening ourselves up to change. Mm -hmm. And we know in biblical counseling, you and I have taught for years, mm -hmm. biblical counseling is change. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's change that we don't really get too excited about. Uh, and yet, I have found in my own life that as I change in the ways that God wants me to, uh, he changes me, he changes my heart, and uh, if you will, I begin to like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think the, 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 the secular model, you know, the 12-step model is get clean and sober, and then you'll grow close to God. And, and there's a truth there. But the biblical approach in this Galatians 5.16 is make your focus walking by the Spirit. Make that your priority and your focus. Make that number one. And then you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. So it's a not just I'm not going to drink today and I'm not going to, you know, um, allow my flesh to run wild and I'm going to subdue my flesh and kill it. Well, there's that. But, and that's a worldly approach. 
And it works for some people. But we're saying you can walk by the Spirit. And you do that by studying the Word of God, not just reading it and checking it all. Okay, I read this today. I read my daily reading. But actually talking the Word of God, doing the Word of God, living out the Word of God, applying it to your life. Um, to me, that's that's walking by the Spirit. And when you do that, then it says you don't even have to worry about it. You're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. Make living for him your priority. And that's what you're you're talking about here. Um, and so when we think about beyond sobriety, what are some, some things you think about for people that are struggling with, um, I want to be clean and sober and, and, uh, and I, I want to know how can I, how can I stay clean and sober? And what's really beyond sobriety? What, what are some thoughts you have about that? Beyond sobriety is something new to live for. Mm. Uh, and, of course, uh, we're saying that that is Christ, mm -hmm. that is uh, following him, making our journey in life yep. uh, that of following him. Uh, I have a kind of a, a four-part thing that I use. Uh, as I was, I was laying in bed about 10 or 12 years ago, and I was asking the Lord, what is it that is helping me to hang in there? Mm. I had seen a lot of my friends from high school, and mm -hmm. I'm 68 now, so I, I was a long way from high school. <laughs> but I'd seen a lot of people who had trusted Christ, did a, mm -hmm. a bit of camp or things like that, and, yeah. and said they believed, and yet they had fallen away. Mm. And as I thought about it, of course, I thought about my mm. brother who not only led me to Christ by the quality of his life change, mm -hmm but by what he said, and as I watched him and as he taught me what to do, uh, I realized that the, mm. these four things, that daily I had some kind of worship of God. Now, I play guitar, and, and we often think of worship as singing, and it is, mm -hmm. we certainly can get caught up in worship singing, but it's not only that. Worship is pleasing God, mm. uh, doing those things that make him happy. They're pleasing to his heart, mm -hmm. you know, worshiping God daily, studying his word daily. And if if today I only got in a couple of verses, mm -hmm. as long as, as I was in his word expectantly, expecting something to happen, mm -hmm. asking him to talk to me, mm -hmm. uh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Studying his word, fellowshipping with other believers, and it may be a text it may be mm -hmm. something very simple, but fellowshipping with others. And then the last thing, ministry. Hmm. Using the gifts, even as a young believer, uh, using our gifts, we may not have really tied down that I'm a teacher, I'm an evangelist or hmm. whatever, but we do know, because we know the Word, that God wants us to be kind. Mm -hmm. God wants us to be compassionate. Mm -hmm. And ministering to the checkout lady at Walmart Maybe she's in a bad mood and you're thinking she's not being very, very happy toward me. Yeah. But maybe you say a kind word. Yeah. Maybe that's the ministry. So worship, study, fellowship, ministry, that's if you good. think of it as an old radio station, WSFM. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> uh, those things being part of your life. But I would, I would also say... Uh, a focus mm. on why it is I'm alive. I'm alive because of him. I'm alive to please him. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that verse 24 in Galatians uh, 5 here, uh, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And then it says in 25, and I'd like you to speak to this, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Uh, J.I. Packer has a book called Keep in Step with the Spirit, and I don't know if it's still uh, out there, but you can find it uh, used Mm -hmm. if not otherwise. You know, the idea is if we live in the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The idea is I think of a marching band. Mm. Uh, With a marching band, you don't want to fall behind and Mm -hmm. you don't want to run ahead. You're keeping in step with mm. the cadence of the band. Yeah. If you run ahead, you're messing them up. If mm-hmm. you fall behind, you're messing them up. And I think of the same thing with the spirit. Mm. Move at the pace of the spirit. Yeah. And uh, so often, I, I've known I've known people who get excited and and they run ahead. I've known churches that yeah. do that. And it it takes meditation. It takes getting with the Lord and talking to him and being reverential in our meditation. Lord, what do you want for today? Mm-hmm. And how can I keep in step with you today? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know, before verse 16, starting in verse 13, this really sets it up. And I and I regret not reading it as part of it. I started in 16, but 13 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. So he's talking to Christians. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Then verse 16, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You know, in, in, in thinking about this, there can be a tendency to think about your own sobriety and your own life and your own walk and your own. But these verses that precede verse 16 really talk about the importance of considering and loving other people. And that's a big part of of beyond just being sober. It's like this new purpose, new goal that you're talking about is loving other people and putting them ahead of yourself really that's the call in the christian life amen that's that's a that's a great insight um and being called to liberty uh, i have known people who have focused on that and that's all they read right yeah uh, and, <laughs> and, they, and they're thinking of it liberty to do all kinds of things anything yeah. they want to do rather than and they yeah. look at forgiveness that way god has forgiven me therefore i can do it again oh wow yeah, uh, you know, you, you, you think like you think these days. Uh, I, something that's really sad to me is mm. is uh, how people think of fornication, mm. uh, adultery, fornication—the broader term mm-hmm. uh, uh, applying to illicit sexual activity, whether it's with somebody or pornography or things like that. Um, I know to the, I know these days people think that God is just out of touch. And mm. if Jesus, I, I heard a guy one time told me personally, well, if Jesus lived today, he would have made different rules because mm. it's harder not to be involved in sex these days. It's mm. this and that. 
you know, yeah. he, he just showed his ignorance in a lot of ways. But, um, uh, but you know, God has called us uh, to love him and to walk in liberty, mm. but he has set us free. It's like the whole idea of holiness hmm. is to be set apart, but it's not only from the world, but it's to him. Mm -hmm. And so if we're going to live in liberty, we're going to live in a way that we use our freedom for him, mm -hmm. for good. That's so good. Yeah. That's the put off, put on, as they say, but it's it's the living for him. That's good. You know, and, and in thinking about living according to the Spirit, um, that last verse, verse 26, let us not become conceited. You know, it's interesting, in all this talk, he's talking to believers, and, and you see this in the Christian world today. I think this is why disciple-making in the local church is so important, because we've got to help each other. Just because we're walking in the Spirit and just because we're, we're striving to live in a way that pleases Him, it still warns us in 26, let us not become conceited, prideful, provoking one another, envying one another. It's like, wow, this is a powerful thing to say here at the very end after all this good stuff about living, you know, in, in, um, in a, in a spirit-filled way and seeing the fruit of the Spirit produce. There's still a warning here about pride and about provoking and envying other people and um and kind of capsulates you know it's the end with the the beginning there of of loving your neighbor as yourself and i, I just think that's so uh missed sometimes by yeah. christians and, and it's interesting that it comes there yeah He's talking about being filled with the spirit oh and don't be conceited well it just shows the connection between how we act and and who we are, yeah, and walking in the spirit, you know, if if and and we've known people that say, well, in effect, well, I'm more spiritual than you because I talk in tongues more than you, or yeah. I do this more than you. Um, I knew a, a woman one time uh, in a, in a big church, mm. Hispanic, so I would ask her, what's the Spanish word for this? Mm. She was a janitor. Yeah, uh, I scared her one time to death because there were all these <laughs> there were there were all these uh, models, the kind of models that, that uh, somebody might use to uh, put on a, a, a female form and sew it. And for some reason, they mm. were in this part of the church because somebody was doing something. Some women's group was doing something. Well. I didn't want those around all the teenagers, you know, and so I put them in a in a closet. And she told me later, she said, "You scared me to death." She opened the door and heard all these women, right. you know. Uh, but uh, we uh, we had a great we had just a great relationship, and it really really made me sad that later she uh, told my daughter. Mm. She said, "You know, your dad." is the only, basically mm. the only pastor type mm. that knows my name. Yeah, wow. That talks to me. Wow. And, uh, um, you know, and she just, she just had become a friend. Yeah. And, and yet, sometimes in our position, we become conceited. 
and we and mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of like the pastoral. I heard a pastor once say, "Well, you're forgetting, you know, who's appointed and who's anointed." Mm-hmm. You know, and he was he was saying, "I'm the I'm the man of God, and you're just a deacon." <laughs> you know, and wow, and uh, yeah, it was really really awful. Uh, but it's just prideful. But it's just stuff prideful thing. Verse twenty six. And if we're if we're if we're walking in the spirit, if we're keeping in step with him we will see everybody else as at least as important as we are. Yeah, I think that's that's really the problem here. When I become conceited, it's going to lead to relational strife, you know? When you're prideful, you provoke other people by that. They they see that, they don't like that. It's anytime you th- you think of yourself in a prideful way, you're elevating yourself what you just said above someone else in some way. Whether it's skin color, whether it's education, whether it's in the dollar bills you make, whether it's in, you know, people, we do that in all kinds of ways. There's there's millions and billions of ways to pridefully elevate yourself. But when you do that and elevate yourself, you're de-elevating, you're diminishing other people and their value, and it provokes them and it creates that envy and that strife that God doesn't want us to have as as believers. So that was a great. That's a great story and, and great relationship you had with this woman. Yeah, and I see her still from time to time. Mm. Uh, she's, uh, I would guess, she's a little bit younger than me, and she still works uh, at this church that I visit. Um, yeah, that I'm where I am sometimes, and uh, and. And what most people wouldn't know is this janitor takes her vacations as a missionary. Oh, wow. In Guatemala and other Spanish-speaking yeah. countries. Yeah. Uh, huh. She didn't make a big deal about it. I just right. happened to know about it. Yeah. Uh, she just... And, and <laughs> you know, sometimes I think, I, I look at somebody like her, and I think you know, who's gone through some real pain with her daughter dying and this and that. And I think I want to grow up to be like her. Mm, Yeah. Uh, You know, because quiet, it's not about me being a Christian 53 Mm. years. Yeah. It's really, do I love the Lord? Do I walk with him? Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage those who, who, who have been uh, drunkards or addicted to various things Mm -hmm. that Yes, time helps us leave things behind. Mm-hmm. However, loving God mm. is a very now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if we love God, we can walk with Him and we can rejoice in our relationship with Him. How, whether you're five days old or 50. Yeah, yep. Well, in the, the chapter breaks and the, the verses, sometimes people think those were inspired by God. <laughs> The next chapter, chapter 6 and verse 1, just continues on, and we'll end it here, but it says brothers. So he's, he's continuing on, you know, about this pride, provoking, envying. Then he says, brothers, if anyone's caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. I just love that, a spirit of gentleness. And then there's another warning. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And then it gets into pride again. For if anyone thinks he's something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, 
And then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. That's a whole nother thing, and I'm going to try and open Pandora's box here, really. Cause we're... But that, that's worth another podcast. And, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, every time I teach uh, biblical counseling, uh, I try to start with the first two verses here mm. that we need to look at ourselves mm. and be sure, you know, when, when we go into a counseling session, I, I, I try to remember to pray this, these mm. verses and say, Lord, what's going on with me that mm. I need to clean up with you right now. Mm. Uh, so, and, and the thing is, is when I see my own sin, I go in a much more gentle person. Mm-hmm. And, good. And, and that goes right along with the Beatitudes. It does. Well, good. Well, thank you, Bill. Thank you for being here. This is good. Good stuff, Rich. Well, and I'd like to thank your, your son, Mark, for setting all this stuff up and doing all the behind-the-scenes work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's the real MVP, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to tell everybody, thanks for tuning in. Take care, and God bless.